0: Hello everyone, the clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. Let's get the elephant out of the room, Is is that the phrase that we say?
1: uh it's more address the elephant in the room but there we can you escort it out as well yeah.
0: <laughs> so when to go yes we we are taking a myth of indigenous culture mm-hmm. and putting in a movie starring a bunch of white people yeah and bringing in one indigenous character well for a couple of scenes to be like look here's a character and then let mm-hmm. him explain the the creature and then yeah. he is out of the
1: movie absolutely so in my review this was the big sort of issue for me Mm-hmm. I do really like a lot of this movie. I think the performances are good. I think the creature design is exceptional. I like the dourness. I like the child murder. Mm-hmm. A lot of this is clicking for me. And this indigenous angle is honestly a fucking deal breaker because they knew. Like, I know that this movie is a couple years old. It got delayed by COVID. It was supposed to yeah. come out and then it got postponed a couple times. That is no excuse. I don't know how you look at this script. You're Nick Antosca, you're adapting your own story, and you're not like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do the mystic native. Or an, if you're Canadian, the mystic indigenous person. Like, there's just no excuse for doing this anymore, and it really fucking rubbed me the wrong way.
0: I totally get that. I think it's a very valid complaint. It's one of those things, too, where I'm like, why did you, like, make this, just make it a, an original monster? Like, Exactly. The Wendigo is not forgive me i didn't do this research but it's not really antler based i don't think like it's not i'm not gonna say that maybe it is
1: so the idea with a wendigo is that I don't know exactly what creature it's supposed to resemble but it definitely i mean we read the only good indian by stephen graham jones Mm -hmm. and that does have like antler-ish implications right but you could easily do something like somebody gets attacked by a monster they start to change uh you know they have a hunger for meat and it can be like an infection so you have to be careful how you handle them you could have just done that and not called it wendigo not have indigenous people in here or you could have flipped it the other fucking way and gone all indigenous and be like have carrie russell as your like dumb white girl who <laughs> gets mired up in this and something that she doesn't understand and then use that to tell like a more fulsome indigenous story well yeah but the problem is this this is all white people
0: even the yeah the main family the family the two boys like I guess the studio might be like, well, no, we need names. But none of these mm-hmm. people are names except for Russell and Plemons. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my only exposure to the Wendigo as a myth is actually, <laughs> you're going to laugh, um, in the first season of Charmed because Piper gets attacked by a Wendigo and becomes right. one. But it's more like a werewolf type creature.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But they, don't, of course, don't mention um, indigenous folks. Uh, that is just a,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just is. It's a monster of the
1: week. <laughs> well, and the, the really, really weird thing to me is that this film made half-hearted measures to address this because they had an indigenous consultant and that indigenous consultant then brought in an indigenous person to read this opening script. So it's like they knew enough to consult someone, but it feels so checkboxy that you're just like, well, why did you even bother? If you're not going to do it all the way, don't give us this half-ass measure. And also don't bring in fucking Graham Greene for a scene or two because that man is a goddamn legend he could have anchored this whole movie and that would have been fine yeah
0: i mean the the, the his only substantial scene is the scene where he gives this explanation and mm-hmm. he has two scenes before like he's not even in the first cop scene i think and then they no. bring him in like for two of the um oh we got to look at the body scenes and just mm-hmm. the camera stays on him as he's just like looking like huh this yeah. seems very windigo-y
1: yeah, yeah, it's such a bizarre choice to me and I really don't understand it. I can appreciate from a white person's perspective you don't want to appropriate somebody else's culture. This isn't their lived experience, so they say, okay, we're not going to tell that story. But also then don't do it in dribs and drabs. Like I just it's confounding to me. Either do it all or do nothing because yeah. this ends up just repeating all of the same concerns that we've had before. Like, I literally just thought, oh, this is Annabelle all over again.
0: Wait, why Annabelle? Oh, because of Alfie Woodard. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Like, the only difference is that Graham Greene doesn't die. But also, he delivers this metric shit ton of exposition and then pieces out. Like, thanks for the paycheck. Bye. We never see that character again. I honestly, like, yeah, you're right. They should have either given him more to do or mm-hmm. not included
0: him in the movie and just had yeah. Kerry Russell, you know, do a microfish library thing. <laughs>